Viktor Frankl said, Everything can be taken from a man but one thing, the last of the human freedoms. To choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's way. This is Finding Human with Sue Jackson. Stay tuned for the next hour as Sue explores the human psyche. Hello, this is Sue Jackson. And how to live better, more fulfilled and more meaningful lives. Only on 101.9 High FM. Hello, this is Sue Jackson on the Finding Human program on High FM 101.9. My guest today is Rabbi Alon Joseph, which who I'm very excited to welcome to the studios. Welcome, Alon. Thank you so much. It's such an honor to be back with you. It's it's Alon and I always enjoy being together, and we bounce thoughts again uh, uh, with each other. Or off each other, should I say. Our topic is endings and new beginnings. And we would like to dedicate this program to Alon's father who passed away last year, Aryeh Dovid ben Abraham Shalom. May his soul find everlasting peace. This uh, quote Rabbi Baruch Levine from London gave me this yesterday. In life, God deals the cards and we play them. Today, Alona is going to be telling us about gratitude and happiness. And let me just tell you a bit about him. If you want to follow him on LinkedIn, look under Alon Joseph first, uh, which one ST, because there are a few Alon Josephs. And um, he, he has many, many followers on it. And he's a chief happiness officer, human capital expert, culture guru, gratitude coach, executive coaching. He does a lot of executive coaching. Um, and he says he's a whiskey enthusiast. Um, he's, he, he also runs groups which are called Live Your Part. And he, on top of all of that, he is a, a, a uh, an important member of Hatsola and has helped me a few times. Alon, what would you like to add to that? <laughs> I don't think I can add anything to that, Sue. Uh, <laughs> I think firstly a muzzle to, to you as well. Um, you had a beautiful simcha of your grandson who got married. So uh, that I think there's lots to be grateful for and it was a very beautiful simcha. So thank you very much for the, for the beautiful wishes about my father, but uh, wishing you a beautiful mazel tov on your uh, on your simcha, and the couple should just be blessed with wonderful, wonderful things. Please, God. Amen. Now, Alon, what I'd like to um, say to you is that one of your LinkedIn posts said, um, "This is interesting to me," and and what do you make of the results? You said, "Tell me about this." So, I always wonder what people think of Mondays. Yeah, people often do a blue Monday or, you know, as the week goes on, if people get happy as it goes to Friday, uh, I tend to be the opposite. I love Mondays. I love what I, I love what I do and the people that I work with and just the work that I do. So I look forward to Mondays, but, but it's always fascinating to me whether people enjoy Mondays and whether they look forward to Mondays or not. So I decided on LinkedIn, I was going to do a little bit of a poll. Of what people think about Mondays. Are you excited about it? Um, are you looking forward to it? Is it a day of like, no ways. I don't like, I don't like Mondays. You can't do anything for me. So I gave people two options. Yes, my best day of the week or th- three options. Uh, option two was, are you mad? Never. And, uh, the third option was, well, sometimes maybe. Yeah. Okay. We're going to get back to that because that's fascinating. This is Finding Human with Sue Jackson. 
only on 101.9 High FM. Hello, this is Sue Jackson, and I'm back with Alon Joseph. And we were talking about a poll that he put out, which was a very fascinating poll. And he was saying that he asked, do you love Mondays? Uh, my best day of the week. Is it my best day of the week? Uh, are you mad? Never or sometimes? Okay, tell me about this poll. So, as I was saying, I wanted to see what people think about Mondays. I love Mondays, and I wanted to see if anyone else had the same sentiment. So there were a couple of, a couple of thousand people, it seems, who, who took the poll. Yeah. And what was interesting to me was that 33% said, yes, my best day of the week. Hmm. 17% I said, are you mad? Never. <laughs> and 49% said, sometimes. So I put out a second question of, well, what do you make of these results? And I think that was so interesting to me of, so what do we make of it? So people spend hours at work every single day and only 33% of people said, yes, it's my best day, which means 33% of people enjoy what they're doing on a daily basis. They look forward to it. They're engaged with it. They're passionate about it. It excites them. And the rest are 17% said never. (laughs) <laughs> Which means that there's 17% of people, whatever that number is, who don't enjoy what they're doing. Every single day they get up, they look forward to Fridays, and they hate Mondays, the start of their week. And it just shows us it's indicative of where people might be holding in their own lives. And mm. the work that, you know, the energy that they're putting into the work that they're doing. And are they enjoying their lives? Are they making the most of their lives? And that 17%... Seems that they're not And that was so mm. interesting to me I was happy to see that 33% of people were like Yes And I guess that, that 49% of sometimes Depends of where you are with life But I think it shows us an attitude that people have Of how they view the world around them And and that's a choice Isn't it, that attitude And uh, I think the, the other thing That you also put on Was that you say if you really want to live your life To the fullest and realize your greatest potential, you must be willing to run the risk of making some people mad. People may not like what you do. People may not like how you do it. But these people are not living your life. You are. And that was from Inyan Van Zant. And I think that is actually goes with that poll that you did. You know, uh, where, you know, are you living your life to the fullest? Yeah. In Live Your Part, when we were developing the company and the philosophy and the values, we noticed that one of the most important human values that you can have is the value of you. The value that you give yourself, Mm -hmm. the way that you look at yourself. When you look in that mirror, who do you see looking back at you? And that value of you is the most important thing. Are you, when you get up in the morning, are you looking to live someone else's life? Are you worried about how other people are going to look at you? Now, there is certainly a person has to have that balance of saying, you know, it's not only about me, there are other people. But I think a large part of what people live is that we are so worried what other people are going to say about us that we're not living our true potential. We're not looking at ourselves and we're not saying, wow, I'm living the life that I want to live. And I think that that's indicative of that poll, the 33% of people who are probably living the life they want to lead. And the rest, maybe on if you're waking up and you're only doing what you're doing, then what are you doing with the time that you've got? What are you mm-hmm. doing with the life that you've got? Are you making the most of it? And when people start taking that value of you and looking at themselves and appreciating who they are, their skills and their mindsets and their abilities, whatever it is, that's their greatness. 
And when I start living that greatness, that's when I can start giving over to other people. That's when I can start being fulfilled in my life and the work that I'm doing. And I think that's that comes with a view of the world. And I think that w- if we look at the benefits of gratitude, for instance, the physical benefits, psychological, em- which emotional goes into that, and the social benefits, how all of that actually plays a part in how we approach the world. Yeah, I've been talking about it for years and years and years. I don't think there's anything more powerful than gratitude. I really don't. Gratitude gives us the ability to to create balance in our lives and to see how blessed we really are. We live in a world that's extremely negative. Mm. From the time you wake up in the morning, if you look at the news, if you look at what's around you, it's all negative. The billboards are all negative. Even if you look at all magazines, all marketing, unfortunately, right, it's about telling you what you don't have. You need this pair of shoes or you need this clothes or you need this car. We're surrounded by this negativity of that I'm not good enough or I don't have enough. And what gratitude does is it just helps me refocus and it helps me look at what I do have and how blessed I really am around me. Yes, it doesn't mean that I'm living in a bubble and it doesn't mean that things aren't bad. But it gives me the ability, a new perspective and a new way of looking at the world through different eyes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, if you actually think about people who are ungrateful, they feel unloved and they focus on all what, as you say, all that is wrong, um, whether it's with the world or with others. And you don't want to be around them. You really don't. No. (laughs) Another very fascinating thing that you put on LinkedIn was, Here is the truth, right? The power of having a good culture and workplace. Print this and frame it. If you want to do this, print it and frame it, go on to Alon Joseph on LinkedIn. (laughs) And this one says, I love this, a salary increase makes you happy once a year. A healthy workplace keeps you happy throughout the year. Now, what made you think of that? So, you know, a lot of the work that uh, I see in environments that I work in, I think I like that. And I think for me, it's not about the money that we earn, but it's about the place that we work in. The environment that we work in is so important. Is it promoting my growth? Is it promoting my emotional well-being? Am I, am I excited to go there? And uh, Live Your Part is really about helping companies create cultures that are going to help their employees thrive. And when I look at the world and I just look at some places around and some companies and just some articles I was reading, I realized that that's so important to realize that your greatest asset are the people in your company. The greatest asset are the people that you have around you. And are you looking out for them? Are you developing that culture? Are you helping them really thrive to become the best that they can be? If it's only about the money and not about the people, your company is not going to be as successful as it could be. I have to agree with you, and I think that's in so many different areas of our lives. If we don't recognize the people in it and the value that they actually bring into our life, whether it's in the workplace, whether it's at home, people working for us, people who are actually are involved in our lives in many different ways, whether it's the garbage collectors, whatever it is, postmen, you know, how are we actually approaching them? Are we approaching them with a sense of, I see you. I recognize your worth. 
Hundred percent. And uh I think you printed out one of my other favorite quotes there that I'm gonna jump in and uh <laughs> Yeah, I did, but you can jump <laughs> and in quotes. Just as one of when I saw it many, many years ago, um you can correct me if I if I'm uh if I'm wrong on it. But it says when eating a fruit, think of the person who planted the tree. Mm-hmm. And for and me it's a Vietnamese proverb. That. Yes. And for me that was just one of the most incredible quotes. Do we often think of that? You know, I'm mm. going to let you just think about it for a second. When, when eating a fruit, think of the person who planted the tree. What does that mean? What is the message of that beautiful quote? We'll get back to that shortly. This is Finding Human with Sue Jackson, only on 101.9 High FM. Hello, this is Sue Jackson, and I'm back with my guest, Rabbi Alon Joseph, on High FM 101.9. Um, you can SMS us if you'd like to on 34519 or telegram us on 061-895-1019. We would love to hear your ideas on our topic. We are in studio today and I have Craig sitting next to me, which is always a sense of security to me. And I'd like to thank Craig, Vusi and Makundi for always keeping us on air. Right now, we're going to listen to a short YouTube and then we're going to get back to what uh, Alon was talking about, that apple. But this is, if you are feeling hurt, it's by Gargapal Das. Thank you, Craig. In the middle of a beautiful city, there was a museum. The floor in the museum was laid with marble tiles and right in the center of the foyer was a huge marble statue as a part of the display. Many people from all over the world visited the museum every day and admired the beautifully crafted statue. One night, one of the marble tiles on the floor started talking to the marble statue. Hey statue, we are originally from the same town. We were picked up from the same mine, transported on the same lorry, brought to the very same sculptor. Why then do people from all over the world come all the way here just to step on me while they admire and praise you so much? This is so unfair. The marble statue replied, My dear friend, Otai, do you remember? How both of us sat there side by side in the sculptor's workshop in our original forms as marble blocks. And do you recollect how the sculptor chose to work on you first? He started using his tools on you simply to turn you into a masterpiece. But you resisted. You started falling apart. Of course I remember, said the marble type. I hate that guy. How could he use those sharp tools on me? It hurt so badly. The marble statue continued, That's right. When you couldn't take the pain of his tools, he decided to give up on you and start working on me instead. I knew at once that if I had to be something different, I would have to bear the pain. Thinking so, instead of resisting, I bore all the pain of the sharp tools he used on me. My friend, there is a price to everything in life. Since you decided to give up half me, You cannot blame anybody who steps on you now. Life, as a sculptor, wants to make a masterpiece out of you. The question is whether you are ready to handle every test, every hard knock, every trouble, every failure, 
all the pain that comes from these sculpting tools and become a masterpiece? Or do you grumble and crumble down to simply become a tile? That is what decides whether people step on you or admire you as you become a role model for someone to emulate. Thank you. This is Finding Human with Sue Jackson, only on 101.9 High FM. This is Sue Jackson, and I'm back with Alon Joseph. And Alon was quoting from his Vietnamese proverb, when eating an apple, think of the person who planted the tree. Now, that uh, YouTube that we've just uh, heard it takes us right back to the beginning again when they said it's just a piece of marble and the one became a tile and the other became a statue. And I love that, that little uh, YouTube. And I think when you, when it's recognizing within yourself what you want to become. So let's go back to your proverb. So, you know, I think to try and tie the two, the two together, what he mentioned in there that, that's so beautiful is that both of them start off the same. Mm. It's the journey that they go on. It's how, it's how they look at what happens to them. We all go through hardships. We all go through difficult things. Just sometimes some people give up a lot easier and think, oh, life is so difficult. Life is so hard. This is not what it's for. And no, just stop without realizing that only by going through that pain are you going to be able to be successful on the other side. When things always go smoothly, we don't always get challenged. We don't always achieve that greatness. Only through those challenges are we able to achieve that greatness. Mm -hmm. But we have mm -hmm. to have that mindset to do that. We have to have the approach to life to do that. And I think the quote is saying the same thing. Mm. When eating an apple, think of the person who planted the tree. We take so much for granted. If you think of that apple, many years ago, someone had to clear the land. Someone had to plant it. Someone had to water it. Someone had to look after it. Anything is like that. You open up a tap and hopefully water comes out. Who put those pipes there? If you think about the dam, who built the dam? Where does it all come from? Mm. You know, hopefully, well, I guess it's, it's sometimes during the day you put your light switch on and hopefully at that stage <laughs> <laughs> you might hope that there's electricity and the power comes on. But who does all these things? Mm. You know, a piece of bread, if you, th if, you th if you think about what one piece of bread, what it takes to get to my table of someone having to, to again, to harvest it, to grind it, to take it to the mill, to bring it to the baker, the whole process. Mm. Who was involved in that? And I think... In our own lives, it's the same thing, Sue. You know, people have guided us. People have mentored us. People have been there for us. Do we appreciate our whole lives? Whether it's, let's say, even, for example, your nursery school teacher or your grade one teacher. People who are there who gave you the skills that you've got. Do you appreciate everyone who you've come into contact with? Mm. And I think that's what the quote is teaching us. It's about a mindset of looking at the world around us, appreciating people. Whether it's, you know, in, in, in our family circles, in our business circles, in our professional circles, wherever they are, are we appreciating these things? And that's why I just love that quote is that it's not about where I am now, but it's about how I got to this point and who are the people who helped me to get to this point. The skills mm -hmm. that I've got now started off long ago. Who helped me on that journey? Have I given them that gratitude? Have I expressed that gratitude to them, Where whether it's 50, 60, or 70 years, whatever it is, or even if it was 20 minutes ago? There are people in our journey that we have to be expressing that gratitude. And that quote is just about that mindset. Hmm. And I think that that video clip is the same thing. The journey that we've been on, the hardships that we've been through, 
do we appreciate those as well sometimes? Sometimes I look back and go, wow, that was so hard to go through. That was difficult. But afterwards, I look back and I say, wow, the skills that I actually learned, I changed. That changed me as a person. And sometimes I look and say, wow, as hard as it was and as difficult as it was, I actually appreciate going through that time because it helped, it's helped me grow. It's helped me to become better. I have to actually add to that as well, that I think that so often um, we can get stuck in the negativity. And when that happens, we have to sometimes step outside, look around us. You know, today I had a bit of a fall and I was really sore, feeling very sorry for myself and decided, no, we're definitely coming in studio. You said you were going to, and it would have been easier to stay at home. But, you know, I wanted to see Craig. I wanted to see Makundi and Sin and, um, and Vusi. And it was just, it made me smile coming in here and seeing all the, the faces that I really enjoy seeing at High FM. And it changed my mood completely. And then you arrived. So that was great. Now I had the choice to stay at home. And take a cataflan and feel sorry for myself or come in here and experience gratitude in actually being here. And uh, you know what? I think last year and the year before in the pandemic, we, we, there was a sense of loss of security, a loss of security of safety and, and we, and the uncertainty that the pandem- pandemic has left so many people with. What do you think about that? So I actually started off the year thinking about a very similar thought. And I thought to myself, have we learned the lessons of the past? That was like, as we started the year off and I was thinking about um, some trainings I was, I, I, was, I was getting involved in and things I was doing. And I thought to myself, have we learned the lessons of the past? Are people trying to find their own and their old safety nets? And it was a, it was a thought that I spent a long time thinking, um, contemplating of that. Are we just trying to go back to where we were? And by a large part, I think a lot of people are doing that. They're just trying to go back, mm-hmm. and they're just trying to say, you know, it, it was safe for us. But have we grown? Have we changed? Have we developed? And I think for me, it's about looking at that and saying, well, it's a new year. Let's leave the past where it was and let's try something new. Let's try to develop ourselves. Let's try look at those lessons that we learned. It was difficult. It was hard. It was challenging in so many ways in all different environments. But if I haven't learned the lesson, then what was the purpose of the journey? Mm-hmm. There was a reason why these things happened. And have I learned those lessons? Have I managed to internalize them? Are my relationships better? You know, I have I if that was something that I spent time on, whatever I spent time on and that I grew through, have I have I internalized that into my life? Has my life changed? And I think a large part by, um, that that a lot of companies have changed the way that they look at the world. But it's about us on our own personal journeys. Have we changed within ourselves? Have we taken those lessons for the past couple of years and integrated them into our own lives? And I think we can look around and actually see how people cope with the negativity in their lives. And we can learn whether to emulate them or whether not to emulate them. And one of the things that you do ask is, do you ever stop and think, why am I here? What am I doing? 
And today, coming, it actually brought this to mind because coming here, I passed um, the plastic collectors, you know, the, the mm. men who go with their trolleys, and I've always admired them. And in in our area, they come a, a day before the, the actual um, garbage collectors come. And... Um, uh, the, so the one knows me, and he smiled and he waved at me as as I drove past and uh, I waved back at him. I thought to myself, you know, where did you sleep last night? Probably in a field near us. Or what, what did you eat? And yet here you are smiling and waving and going on pushing your trolley. And I had to think to myself, do you ever question why you're here? And to me, I'm very uh, grateful that they are here because they are helping the environment. Yeah, and I think I think it's so true. It's you know, it's just about perception. It's about how we see the world around us. It's about if you look at what you've got, you've got two options in life. Either you can look at people who have more. Or people who have less. Mm. That's what I say just teach us as well. If you're going to look at people who've got more, you're never going to be happy because someone's always going to have more or you're always going to want more. But if you have the ability to look at people who have less, then you go, wow, I actually have so much. Mm. And that's what gratitude does. What gratitude does is it just helps you focus on how much you actually have. Whether it's that, that you'll, oh, but they got so many more possessions than me. Yes, but what do you have? And that's that's the power of gratitude is that it helps us focus and that's why gratitude is really what makes people happy. There's a great quote that says that um it's not happy people who are grateful, it's grateful people who are happy. Mm-hmm. That the key to happiness in life is just to be grateful for what you've got. Yes, you should have goals and desires and dreams for wanting more and pushing yourself to achieve more, definitely. But that starting point is about being grateful for who you are and for what you've got. And if you've got that, your starting point is from such a powerful place. Where if your starting point is, oh, I've, I've got nothing and I am nothing and I'm no good and everyone's got more, then how are you going to expect yourself to want to achieve that greatness? You're already starting off on a negative footing. Mm. You're already mm. starting off on a, you know, in, in that negative mindset. How are you going to achieve that greatness? You can only achieve greatness when you feel positive about something. You know that if you're in a bad mood and in a negative space, to to push yourself to become better is so hard. Where if you start your day in a positive way, you've already got that. You, your energy is totally different. You're looking at the world differently. You can move differently because of that. Mm. And that's mm. what gratitude does is it helps you focus and just gives you that ability to start off in such a positive way each day. And I, I agree with you completely, and I do also think that it's our responsibility how we actually face the world, how we interact with other people. It's no one else's choice. It's our choice how we do it. And someone sent me this. Um, obviously, the uh, Facebook went out and on LinkedIn about our program, and they it was it doesn't say who it's from. It just says, "quote People with purpose." And goals and visions have no time for drama. They invest their energy in creativity and focus on living a positive life. Oh, I love that. Mm. I love that. That's so true, isn't it? It is so true. And I do think that you're living a positive life. It means that you're living a life of gratitude. 100%. And I think it's so powerful that that quote is just, it just sums it up so beautifully that when you've got that right attitude, 
your focus is totally different. You don't have time for the nonsense. You don't have time to look at the things that you don't have because you're just so focused on where you're going and what you want to achieve, and you just block out all that negativity. Mm -hmm. It's such a powerful mindset to have. It's beautiful. And, you know, I found that uh, we, we've been in Israel, as you said, lay, uh, for this our grandson's wedding. And what I found quite fascinating, you know, in South Africa, if you walk past people, they greet you. And, um, and you know, you, you sort of say good morning or whatever. <laughs> what I found in Israel was that uh, they actually they just look at you. If you greet them, they think, you know, well, who are you? And they go on walking. And uh, I found that quite amusing because uh, um, somebody actually had mentioned that to me too. And and it, it kind of enhanced it even more. Although um, my husband was walking to Shul on Saturday and came across a whole group of people walking as well. And he was walking in the opposite direction. And they were also obviously going to Shul. And he said um, Shabbat Shalom to them, and they just looked at him as if he was quite daft and didn't reply. And it was it was very rude. And he said he felt like saying something to them, but there were kids there, so <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't. But you know, it just once again it shows that we each have a part to play in this world. And we need to realize that we are not alone. So we cannot go into this little bubble of our own or a little bubble of our community and not realize that there are also other people out there who need recognition. Yeah. yeah that's a totally different topic about giving people recognition mm -hmm. and the power of giving people recognition. It is a basic um, human need, actually, when you think about it. And you find in workplaces where people are recognized, it changes everything. I can share so, so many stories where people just had a little bit of recognition and how their lives literally changed because of that. We all need that acknowledgement. That's a basic human need of someone else saying to me, wow, yes, I can develop it within myself and I can have that within myself. When someone else tells me that, it can change a person's life. And you're right about the, the, those interactions with people around us, even, yeah. Often you see people come out of a shopping center and they see these card guards waiting there. And they've been, you know, they've been watching your car. Your car's still, still there. And instead of, even if you don't have any money to give them, but instead of just greeting them and saying thank you, they just ignore them. Mm. Like they mm. don't exist. And it's so rude. It's so rude. And you look at the people's faces where all you've got to just to say, you know, thank you so much. I'm sorry. I don't have any change on me today, but I really appreciate what you did. They're like, thank you very much. Mm. Just that acknowledgement of another human being is so powerful. Absolutely. You know, these guys on the side of the road as well, just wave. You don't, you don't have to do anything. Just wave and just acknowledge them. Mm. People who are handing out those, those flyers, just acknowledge them. Even if you're not going to take one, just acknowledge their existence. They're trying their best and just acknowledge who they are. It's such a powerful way of living. They don't look down on other people. You don't don't think that you're better than that person. We each we, we each have our own journeys. We each have our own struggles. You don't know why they landed up there. You don't know their situations. But just acknowledge them for who they are and treat them as a as a as a fellow human being. Get back to that. Thank you. This is Finding Human with Sue Jackson, only on one hundred one point nine High FM. This is Sue Jackson on the Finding Human program, and I'm with Rabbi Alon Joseph, and we had be talking about responsibilities and um, gratitude, and we're about to listen to another YouTube, a short one as well, on gratitude by Rabbi Telushkin.
I was once speaking to my friend Dennis Prager about the subject of gratitude, and I was making the rather commonsensical observation that being a grateful person is morally appropriate, being an ingrate is rather selfish. And Dennis pointed out something that's affected me ever since. He said, gratitude is not only an important indication of character, it's also the prerequisite trait for being a happy person. And when you think about it, it becomes obvious why. What's the mindset of a grateful person? Look what so-and-so did for me. He really cares about me. Look how she helped me. She really likes me. At the very moment that a person is cultivating a sense of gratitude, he or she is also cultivating a feeling of being loved. Conversely, what's the mindset of an ungrateful person? Eh, the only reason he helped me is now I'm obligated to help him. The only reason she spoke to so-and-so on my behalf is now I have to do something for her. What an ungrateful person reveals is not only an emotionally stingy disposition, but how profoundly unloved they feel. This is an instance where doing the right thing turns out to be the right thing to do. Because as you cultivate gratitude, you not only become a finer human being, you also become a happier person. And it's something that we can do every day of our life. There are people who are masters at remembering every not nice thing someone did to them. You know how much happier you'll be when you go around remembering the nice things people did? How much more loved you'll feel? And we all want to feel loved. This is Finding Human with Sue Jackson, only on 101.9 High FM. Hello, this is Sue Jackson, and you can SMS us on 34519 or telegram us on 61 I'm back on the Finding Human program with Rabbi Alon Joseph. And he this he was talking, Rabbi Tulishkin was talking about gratitude. And, you know, I do think that gratitude, and one of the posts that I saw, someone had reacted to something you said on LinkedIn, and they said, in effect, I think gratitude allows us to participate more in life. We notice the positives more, and that magnifies the pleasures we get from life. Beautiful. What I loved about what he said and that quote, there was just, I loved everything that he said in it. But I think um, a number of things that stood out for me, he says that one has to cultivate happiness or, or, or rather gratitude. Gratitude. Meaning that it doesn't just happen. One has to cultivate it. Um, we're born and when we grow up in a world, yes, instinctively we should have gratitude. But as I mentioned before, we live in such a negative society that it's almost deprogrammed from us. And what he was saying is that one has to cultivate this attitude, like everything in life. It has to be cultivated. You have to be conscious of it. You have to put time and energy into doing that. It doesn't just happen. You've got to take time every single day to think about how grateful you are. Mm -hmm. You've got to take time every single day to think, who do I owe gratitude to? Are there people who help me? Are there people that maybe I should say thank you to? We, we get so caught up in things around us that sometimes... We don't take that time out. So I love that point about that you have to cultivate it. It doesn't just happen. And then we've got to, and then a person who is ungrateful for things, often that's a person feels, you know, I'm entitled, the world must give me this. We live in a society, unfortunately, that's very much like that. I'm entitled to the things. The world must give it to me. I don't have to do anything for it. And that's why so many people are so ungrateful as well, because they believe that they're entitled to the world around them or they're entitled to these possessions. But his mindset was, and, and, and what he spoke about was that, that concept of being, of being happy, that is that one who is grateful, it's a mindset that one has to develop. Mm -hmm. You know, and, they, and, they, and, and it does, it teaches a person that I'm loved. Because you look at how many good things are happening 
to you, whether it's God loving you because you've got so much, whether it's your friends loving you or people around you or people at work, when you just take that time out to reflect and to introspect, you actually realize, wow, I'm actually, this is a beautiful world we live in. Yes, it's got its issues. And, you know, one of the things you, you, you said is, am I making an impact on the lives around me and making the world a better place? And it got me thinking about children. And in, in, uh, in Israel now, seeing my grand, my little grandchildren, you know, the enthusiasm about life, the love of life, the, the, the excitement at going to, to nursery school, um, the excitement at seeing people running up to them. We were in the parking area of my, my daughter's apartment building and the, her neighbor came in. And my little grandchildren, the one is five and the other one is one, 18 months. They ran to this neighbor with their running as fast as they could. I thought they were going to knock her over. She wasn't a young woman. But she was laughing and holding her arms open to them. And the children were laughing as they ran to greet her. And I thought, and I, uh, I just started to laugh. I must admit it was just such a wonderful thing to witness. This enthusiasm when you see someone else and being able to show it. She was able to show it. To the little children, and uh, she said to me, "I'm I'm their grandma, their safta here." She spoke <laughs> Hebrew, and, and I thought, you know what? I'm certainly not jealous of that. I'm just so thrilled you're here. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think it is that you know, children are beautiful, and it's like that. Their energy, their enthusiasm, the way that they look at the world around them—that's what we need to develop. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look at a young at a young baby, the first time they discover. You know, if you put them on grass, or the first time they discover an ant, and they sit there and they fascinated. Buy it. Mm-hmm. And as they get older, it just becomes common and it's just, you know, it's, it's just there around them and they just take it for granted. And I think that we need to develop that same attitude. Like you said, we need to develop that same enthusiasm like these kids. We can develop that same enthusiasm for life through gratitude. And that's what I believe it gives us. It gives us that same enthusiasm when we develop, um, our lives like that, we wake up and we're excited. And I think, you know, that was that 33% of people that they have an enthusiasm for life. They're mm-hmm. excited about what they're doing. They look at the world as an exciting place to live. They see the positivity. They see the opportunities. They see the greatness around them. Kids intrinsically see that. And as adults, we need to develop that same attitude that they have. And I think that's exactly what they're talking about. And that's exactly what those kids have. We need to, as adults, to develop that same way of looking at the world, that same excitement. You see someone, wow, I'm so excited to see you. It's Mm. brilliant. It's beautiful. I wake up in the morning. Wow, I'm alive. It's another day. I've got an opportunity to, to make the world a better place. I can do something different. I can smile at people. I can wave at people. I can be kind to people. Wow, what an opportunity I've been given to go out there and make a difference to the world around me. And and it's our responsibility to do so. You know, I read something very interesting about Steven Spielberg when he was doing um, all those uh, interviews on for Holocaust survivors plus Schindler's List. Um, he said one of the things that got him through was humor that came from Robin Williams. Every week, Robin Williams would phone him. And joke, make these absurd jokes to him that got him laughing. And he said for him, it just man, it, it helped him to actually go on with his project that it broke that heavy, heavy heaviness. Robin Williams sharing a joke. (laughs) 
This is Finding Human with Sue Jackson, only on 101.9 High FM. Hello, this is Sue Jackson, and I'm back with Rabbi Alon Joseph, and our time is going very quickly. Um, uh, Alon, I would just wonder the responsibility of our words. You know, just having said that to you about Robin Williams, and how we actually connect with the world also through our words. And I, I read this quote, and it also doesn't say who it's from, but I think it could be Rumi. It says, the words you speak become the house you live in. Hmm. Beautiful. It is beautiful, isn't it? And one of your followers said that um, they actually s- said that instead of adapting to goodness, we celebrate goodness. We spend so much time watching things, movies, computer screens, sports, but with gratitude we become greater participants in our lives as opposed to just spectators. What are you grateful for today? And she goes on to say, P.S., everyone should follow Alon Joseph <laughs> on LinkedIn for a daily dose of gratitude sunshine on your feed. <laughs> Now, what do you think the responsibility of our words can actually do? How can it change our lives? So I think before we get to the words, I think the one thing that I've, I've noticed a lot is that it's the thoughts that we actually have before we, before we speak. You know, when you wake up, what's the first thing that goes through your mind? You know, is it, oh, yes, it's another day. It's like, oh, no, another day. Mm. And is it like, mm. yes, it's Monday. Oh, no, it's Monday. <laughs> I think the thoughts that we have before we speak are so are so powerful. They will determine what type of day we will have. And then obviously the words that we use, we need to realize that the power of our words, we can change other people's lives. We can influence them. We can, you know, just saying hello to someone. You don't know what someone else is going through. You don't know what type of day they're having. Mm. But our words can be so impactful to other people. And I think it's part of that approach that we have. Two words that are so powerful, just thank you, or just good morning, or hello, just the way that we greet people the way that we interact with people around us we don't realize how powerful those words can be you know you mentioned about steven spielberg and robin williams yeah and and we know what happened to robin williams and Mm. we can only imagine what he was going through him you know within himself Mm. and yet his his words impacted someone else Mm. like that Mm. it wasn't about him it was about someone else he realized someone else was having a hard day he realized that someone else needed his humor and that's what he did. Mm. No matter what he was going with inside, he was still making an impact on other people around us. And I think it's such a powerful thing that we can realize the power that we have as human beings, the power that we can change other people's lives is incredible. But and we have to realize we have to also change our own life. We have to look within ourselves and build ourselves up. As much as we're trying to build up other people, we also need to focus on ourselves. Coming back to that power of you, the power of the individual, praise yourself. Give yourself those compliments. Give yourself the way that you would speak to other people. Speak to yourself in that same way. I have to agree with you. That kindness that so often um, we we don't give to ourselves. We might give it to other people, but we are our own worst critics. We certainly don't need other people to criticize us. Um, now, to you, what do you think uh, the importance of connections are? How, do you, how does that impact our lives? Yeah, that's a big topic as well. Mm, it you is. Know, I think, but I, I, we have to realize that we're not alone in this world. I think on so many different levels. One, we can impact other people. But, other, but, but number two is that we're part of a bigger unity. 
We we are that we can rely on other people. People are there for us, and we're there for other people. We're all connected. It's the way that God designed us. We're part of a community. We're part of something bigger than ourselves. So it's not that I have to rely on myself. It's not that I only have to be there for myself. There are people who are there who are willing to help me. I think that you know, going back to gratitude as well, just appreciating what other people do for us is that people will appreciate what I do for them as well. Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. all so interconnected with each other, and that's and that's the beauty of it is that we can really make a difference to other people's lives if we realize the power that we have. You know, that's what your your uh, particular take on on LinkedIn, you know, with the gratitude, is actually all about. And people, I see, with you have many followers, and it just showed me how people are just. Longing for something positive in their lives that they can interact with. And, um, I think the pandemic made people relook at their lives in so many ways. And, and, you know, C.S. Lewis said, you can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending. Yeah. And I think that that's what the pandemic showed us is that. You know, hopefully that side of it is around. I think, I think that COVID will be around for a long time, but I think that message is so powerful is that mm. take the lessons, integrate the lessons, learn the lessons, take and change yourself through those lessons to, you know, and that's how we're going to make this world the most beautiful and the most incredible place. Thank you so much, Alon, for being with me today. I so enjoy it always. And uh, we've been told to wrap up. Thank you, Craig. And, uh, you know, this quote by Khalil Gibran says, Our anxiety does not come from thinking about the future, but from wanting to control it. And we can never control the future. We can only live within this day. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Alon.